Welcome to the Pause Purpose Play podcast with me, Michaela Thomas, clinical psychologist, couples therapist, and founder of The Thomas Connection. I help high-striving busy people let go of the pressure of perfection to create more joy, connection, and compassion in their lives. On this podcast, we promote balance of a burnout through giving you the permission to pause, the curiosity to find your purpose, and the courage to play. Welcome back to the Pause Purpose Play podcast with me, Michaela Thomas. We continue our journey through the book, The Lasting Connection. We're going to be talking through threats to your connection, the stormy seas to your couple's relationship. And this is the third of those episodes, when the previous ones we've looked at infidelity and also the hardship of entering into parenthood. Today we're going to think about physical and mental illness as a strain on your connection, something that can make it difficult for you to function well as a team, because one of you is maybe not functioning so well at all. We kind of think of this phrase of in sickness and in health. If you are married, you might have had that woven into your vows, or you promised each other to be there for each other until death do you part, or in sickness and in health. And we know one thing for sure in life, we will all die. We just don't know when, or how, or what sickness we will experience across our lifespan. Hence why most marital vows do include that promise to stand by your partner in sickness and in health, or for better, for worse supporting each other when you're going through hard times. That's why I wanted to include this as one of the strains to your connection in the book. Because if we think of the lasting connection being something that is spanning across your lifespan, that would mean that it would have ups and downs. There would be times when you are closer together and times when you are further apart. And physical health issues and mental health issues can definitely be a part of that. Sickness in one or both partners changes the dynamic between the couple. One partner may be left with an unfair share of the responsibilities, as well as experiencing worry about the pain that the loved one is going through. There may be uncertainty around the future, whether the sick partner will recover or get worse, or even pass away. This can be hugely traumatic for the whole family. There may be financial worries from reducing to one income or paying for adaptations to the home, like for a mobility access. The physically well partner may have to stop work to care for the ill partner, meaning even greater financial strain. These are life-altering stressors and ones which we cannot predict. Use your compassionate communication that you've learned about on the other episodes from the book to make space for how you feel about the illness. Making space for both the sick partner who is maybe in anguish, but also for the well partner worrying about losing their loved one. Find support outside the partnership, such as counselling specific to the condition you or your loved one maybe has, and use self-care strategies. Now I'm talking about it as being life or death here. Some long-term conditions may not be life-threatening, are certainly life-altering. They may still affect your day-to-day life together through friction and frustration. If one partner is able-bodied and the other needs physical support, this will impact the range of activities you can do together. You may need more planning and adaptation, negotiation or what you each want out of life, 
and also a sense of compassion for how the disabled partner may experience discrimination and alienation or lack of understanding from the able-bodied partner. Again, compassionate communication is key here to create a meaningful life for both of you. What are your deal breakers? What do you absolutely need to have in your life to each feel fulfilled? And how can you compromise around the rest? So that's the physical health concerns. But what about the mental health concerns? As a clinical psychologist working with mental health problems and facilitating mental well-being, this is much more difficult to spot in a lot of couples. Couples often say, I wish my partner just had a broken leg or something I could nurture, something I could tend to and help. But I feel so hopeless and so powerless when they're having a bout of depression. I don't know what to do. And feeling mentally unwell can contribute to relationship problems too, and vice versa. If you feel unhappy and dissatisfied with your relationship, you and your partner are 2.7 times more likely to develop mental health problems like depression. Equally, if you or your partner is experiencing depression, your relationship is more at risk of being distressed as well. So that goes both ways. If you're often arguing with your partner or discussing a divorce or separation, no wonder you'd feel low, sad or down. Ending a long-term relationship is frequently listed as one of the most stressful life events you can go through. And although the experience of depression differs from person to person, it can consist of a combination of the following. Low mood, lack of motivation, no pleasure in doing things you previously liked, irritability, sleeping problems, lowered libido, lack of concentration, hopelessness, well, no wonder that the relationship will be impacted. If your relationship is in distress, it's 3.7 times more likely that either of you will develop alcohol abuse or alcohol dependence. Some people drink to cope with negative life events and distract themselves from the pain of having issues in their marriage or relationship. So if you or your partner experiences depression, stress, anxiety, or any other common mental health problem, it's really important to seek help from a trained health professional. The type of therapy that I do for couples, which is described in the book The Lasting Connection, is behavioural couples therapy, which is a method of relationship support which can also effectively treat depression or anxiety in one or both of the partners at the same time as addressing issues in the relationship. So we look at the distress in each of you, as well as the stress between you. If the low mood was linked to issues in the relationship, if each of you were struggling with your mental well-being because you were having a hard time in your relationship, then couples therapy for that depression provides a lower risk of relapse into depression than if you actually both see individual therapists or counsellors. So it's well worth considering if you'd actually get more support and more effective help out of your mental health problems if you treated it as a couple. In the book at this point, I have a reflection and connection point where you can sit down with your partner and think about the impact of physical or mental health problems in your relationship. It helps you to think about what choices you have to make. It helps you to think about how you can give and receive care and what requires compassion and what can block you 
in providing that compassionate care to someone you love going through a physically or mentally draining period and how you can look after yourself if you're also providing that support. So if you are needing more help, don't hesitate to reach out to myself or my team through the thethomasconnection.co.uk. You can drop us a note and ask for some support for yourself or for your partner or both. So just remember that it's really hard to keep caring for someone else. There's a risk of you burning out or feeling exhausted. If you're caring for someone with a physical or mental health problem, it's important that you look after yourself as well. If you are the person being cared for, notice any blocks to receiving that care. For instance, guilt around it not being fairly balanced between you anymore. Not wanting to accept your partner's care may lead to more frustration. and You might need to work on closing that umbrella, letting the raindrops of care shower over you. This is really hard. So use your compassionate inner mentor to support you through it. If you need more help with this, to practice giving and receiving compassion, to develop love for yourself as well as your partner, consider my course, The Compassionate Couple, which is a 90-day online course, self-guided, that you can take together with your partner on your own sofa whenever you want by logging into modules every week or every other week if you want. The pace is up to you. You'll get videos, you'll get exercises, you get audios, you get worksheets, all of it to keep to help you develop more love and compassion for yourself and your partner. Check out The Compassionate Couple on thethomasconnection.co.uk forward slash The Compassionate Couple to learn more about whether this course is helpful for you. Until I speak to you next time, please do take care of yourself and take care of your partner as well. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. I know it's not easy when you feel busy and overwhelmed to find time for another thing to do. If this is you, if you feel overwhelmed or that you are close to your breaking point, then I've got a downloadable checklist for you that's going to help. This checklist is called Calm the Overwhelm. The first section has signs and symptoms of you being overwhelmed mentally or physically showing you that you might be close to breaking point or burning out. The second part is actionable, easy things you can do to try to slow down and give yourself a break. And the third part is a checklist of all the things that might show up when you're asking yourself to take a break. Perhaps your inner critical voice will have an opinion about why you're not allowed to give yourself the permission to pause. To download this free resource, go to www.thethomasconnection.co.uk forward slash calm. So that's thethomasconnection.co.uk forward slash calm. This episode of the Pause Purpose Play podcast was presented by me, Michaela Thomas. And you can find me on thethomasconnection.co.uk. And because great work rests on having a great team, This episode was kindly edited by Emily Crosby Media.